and if you, you were staring at all of those faces in one room, that's 500 people, 500 people. And then you launch a program and you've connected with all of them. And you know, they, they look up to you and they're connected with you. They're most likely going to buy whatever you have. Have you ever stopped and asked yourself, is this what I really want to be doing with my life? We have, and the answer wasn't what we expected. Hi, I'm Margaret. And I'm Stetson. We made a really big decision to do a complete rebrand of our four-year-old relocations company. New look, new business model, the works. Some people might think we're crazy. Do you? But it's what we needed to do in order to better align ourselves with our goals for our company. In this podcast, we talk about not only our journey through rebranding, but all things business. Marketing, building your client base, social media. In fact, there is never an end to the topics we will discuss here. So we invite you now to sit back, take notes, and enjoy the One Crazy Journey podcast. Welcome to the One Crazy Journey podcast. We are at episode 26. And today we are talking about social media strategies. Yes, we're going to dive into how you can turn your followers into paying clients. I feel like I'm obsessed with social media and I really like talking about it. So I could just talk about it all day. But we have some really key things that we're going to share with you and share our expertise on. So before we get started, don't forget to subscribe to the One Crazy Journey podcast. We put on new episodes every Monday. And you can follow us on all of our social media platforms at the One Crazy Journey podcast and also everything.nv on Instagram. So you can follow us everywhere and keep up with what we're doing. And give us some ratings. Did you talk about that? Yeah. Thank you all for giving us some awesome ratings. It's so fun to hear what you love about the podcast. Give us five stars. We'll shout you out on our Instagram. We don't know who you are, but. (laughs) But we love shouting you out, whoever you are. And we appreciate it so much. Yes. So that would be amazing. That would be fun. So what'd you do this weekend? What did I do this weekend? It was a really pretty weekend. It was. It was gorgeous. It was sunny here and it was warm. So we did the normal run around, do errands on Saturday. It was kind of a boring weekend for me. I didn't do a whole lot, but it was beautiful. And so we went out. We always get coffee when we're on our road. We had errands. We we always had a quest of some sort. I normally put you on a quest to go to Costco. Right. I'm like, next time you go, can you get me? (laughs) Give me some paper towels. Yeah. This time we had a quest for looking for the sneak preview for my son-in-law because he has a job where he calls doctors and he works for a pharmaceutical company. And so he likes to call them for various reasons. So he thought he would use it as a good excuse to call his doctors that were named in the sneak preview as the best doctor of whatever genre, whatever specialty they are. So I was successful in finding the one in Ashland, but I could not find one for Medford. Hmm. They were out. And they have them in random places like Dairy Queen of all places. So I go into the Dairy Queen and I see the rack, but it's empty. And so I asked the manager and they said, oh yeah, we usually have some, but they must be all gone. Weird places. Yeah. Like you would think it would be at the mall or in front of a grocery store. Yeah. But they're not. It's just a little publication. Maybe like the Chamber of Commerce over there? It didn't list that as one of the choices. That's weird. There was a Mexican food restaurant. There was Dairy Queen. (laughs) There was some real estate office, which is closed. Really weird. And then Sunday... I stayed home and I was on my computer a lot. I was doing a lot of research. You know, we mm-hmm. have our Russell Brunson homework. So I was catching up on some videos and I was getting all creative, making notes in my notebook. And so that was my day yesterday, just nice. hanging out in front of my computer oh, yeah, all day. Yesterday, my week has thrown off, I think. <laughs> Last week <laughs> felt like really long, but it also was kind of short. I don't know. Yeah. Weird. Well, I think too, because sometimes we record on a Friday 
And this time we're recording on a Monday. Yeah, that is true. Now our week's going to be even more thrown off. Because we didn't have that many days from when we recorded last. So I think we recorded on Thursday last week. So it's yeah. random. We're trying to squeeze it in. We're squeezing yeah. it in so we can bring you regular episodes every Monday. Yes. So we record them a little bit in advance. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did I even do this weekend? Oh, I hung out with the kids and my sister and Frankie. We did dinner on Saturday. And then yesterday we I deep cleaned. I like oh, str- like mopping and well, I normally and mop and vacuum every week, but I like scrubbed like oh base the baseboards boards and stuff and like wiped down the cabinet. They just needed to be done, and we cleaned the litter and like emptied the litter, which is no fun at all. <laughs> and then I emptied the fridge because during quarantine, like we were eat just eating schedule and like schedules off, so the fridge was like full of stuff that needed to be tossed, which normally oh. doesn't happen. Like I normally keep the fridge really organized because I have bins. So I went through the fridge and I threw away a bunt like a bag full of trash which is unfortunate but I had to throw it away you know I'm just like oh it's so but much you waste. couldn't even do any regular shopping during the Mm-mm. time you were in isolation and you Mm-mm. weren't as hungry as you normally were yeah mm-hmm. so anyway so I cleared out the fridge and and then um I did the litter so there's a lot of trash so Brandon and I were taking out the trash and I was like I couldn't pick up the bag and he was carrying the big heavy litter bag and so I had this huge bag of trash so I was just carrying like dragging it not thinking about anything and then (laughs) down your sidewalk it ripped and oh no a bunch of gross nasty food fell out of the bag all over like it was dragging so I was kind of annoying and I'm like oh why so I had to like get the hose and like hose off the thing and hand throw away the stuff it was a mess did you have gloves that you could wear to pick up the trash no I mean, I did, but I was just like annoyed and I just wanted to throw it away. It was like <laughs> half the bag. I mean, it only a couple things dragged with me. But still, but it was gross. It was right in front of the trash can, most of it, but I still had to hand throw it in. So Fun. my fridge is nice and clean and organized. <laughs> my house is clean, but it's like sometimes you're like, why? Why did I drag it? You know, I don't know. Yeah. Like, why didn't I carry it? Mm-hmm. Or why didn't I have Brandon carry it? Yeah. And then we went to, we had our first dining experience at a restaurant in a long time. Oh, because you have not had eat in dining since we went on COVID lockdown in March mm-hmm. or when restaurants closed and then reopened for dining. Yeah. Didn't you just sit I've, outside once? No, I think I've gone a few times, like when it opened back up with masks, I have gone a few times. And so no restaurants are open right now for dining. You can't dine in at all, but they, um, we went to wild river and it was so hard to find a place to dine in at. Cause I was calling a bunch of places. They were closed or they only do takeout, but my friends were coming into town and we all both live in small places. So we can't like hang out at each other's houses because we both live in small. Oh, I see. Houses. Yeah. So we're like, let's try and find someone. But um, Wild River, which is this really good local like pizza brewing company. They have really good pizza. They had an outside dining with a heater and a fire pit. Oh, nice. So we did sit outside. We were the only ones that were sitting outside because it was it's winter. It's cold. Yeah, I think I've driven by and seen mm-hmm. those tables. And more and more restaurants are putting those tables with fires mm-hmm. out there. Like the Speakeasy on the corner of G Street and 6th. Or no, excuse me, it's on F Street and 6th. They have, there's a tiny little place, but they have about five tables with those flames. Wild River only had five tables too. So we kind of bundled up and felt like we were camping and ate out. It was fun. It's one of those places, where, those times where you could bring like your marshmallows and toast exactly. them over your fire. We could have, honestly. We did feel like we were camping and then we went back to my place and we all smelled like campfire. And Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> until we move, that's, yeah. it's hard to find a place to hang out because we only have two chairs and a little table where we live now and a bed. So it's like, you don't really want to have people couch. over. 
Yeah. But pretty soon nice. I had lunch leftovers pizza, which was mm. yummy today. And so. it's good pizza. Wild River. Mm-hmm. They make good burgers too. Yeah. Their, really their food there is just really good. Yeah. And they get their, their meat from Taylor sausage and cave junction, which is really high quality. Yeah. Meats. It's nice. Cause it, it's like a, they, I think they try and like get as many local things as possible, which they is do. nice. You know local what I mean? Produce, mm-hmm. local meats. Yeah. So it's and nice to support businesses like that, especially during this time. I feel mm-hmm. so bad for them. So many places are closed. Like I called them river's edge. Oh, and they were just closed. They just aren't open right like now. Like Twisted Cork. They're not open at all. I know. I, I miss Twisted I Cork. I looked that up yesterday too. It's just better for them to close rather than try and do takeout and stuff. Yeah. Some restaurants are just not designed for takeout. No. Like Thai Barbecue, our favorite Thai yeah. restaurant in town. They're, they've done takeout forever. They're doing good, I think. They're too. doing really good. Because it's really easy to get takeout there. But mm-hmm. I miss I miss going out and just like having... And just sitting in a restaurant and yeah. just being pampered. I was like, can we just sit in there? There's no one in there. Like, we'll be social distance. <laughs> like, just sit in the restaurant. We won't tell. But obviously, no, we didn't ask. I was just joking around. But it was still fun. So we sat outside and camped and had pizza. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah. So Instagram. Yeah. Let's talk about the gram. So many things have changed about the Instagram recently, too. And one thing that I wanted to mention is there's so many apps right now. Like that one, um, what's that new one that everyone's talking about? Oh, Clubhouse. Clubhouse. Clubhouse is all the rage and people are sharing invites. I've and got two so invites. Many so let's start a room. Yeah, you have to get invited to join the app or something. I'm personally feeling like I don't want to go in there yet no. because we have so much happening with Instagram and all the other things that we're doing Yeah, that it just seems like a place to hang out and waste time. It does. I, I think mean, I'd rather go on masterclass and watch something and learn something than just sit in a room and chat. It's hard. Cause like, I see how organizers are like, you know, you can, it's like, I guess you can't No, I guess you can give followers on clubhouse. I have no idea how it works. They're not in it, but I guess they were saying like, there's no advertising, but they've gotten, they've seen like a growth in followers from clubhouse because it is such a new thing. I think, yeah, people are probably really excited because those that are sharing how great it is have had good experiences. It sounds like, but I don't know. Yeah. Really? I don't understand what it is or how it works exactly. Yeah. I, I asked someone in our group chat and I was like, what is it exactly? And I still, I think it's like a place where you can like listen in on stuff like conversations. Yeah, I think so. Like, like this you, almost. Yeah. It's kind and of like so, po- live podcasts in a way where someone's talking about a topic and then you can listen in. Mm-hmm. And the unfortunate part is I see the value because like the same thing with TikTok. Like if you got involved with TikTok early on, the, those are the people that like grew. I mean, a lot of people grow very quickly on TikTok, but like the the OGs are the one that like exploded, right? And now they yeah. make it into a business. So I can see how it can be that way in Clubhouse where it's like, I want to, because I know it would be, you know, it would pay off if you put the work into it, but it's also like you said, like another platform that you have to put your time into. Yeah. Another platform you have to put your work into. Yeah. And, and we're already putting a lot of work into Instagram and, and everything else that we're doing. Well, that's like for a while we were focusing on Instagram and Pinterest and Facebook. Right. Yeah. But it's like, that's so much. Yeah, It's so much. So if you are in Clubhouse and you're like, you guys should get into it, I guess let us know and see if you can DM make us. us. Yeah. Tell us what the DM us, us on Instagram and let us know. Yeah. But it's like, it's almost <laughs> annoying in a way because I've, I'm in so many groups on Facebook and it's like, I have two invites to Clubhouse. And then on Instagram, I have two invites to Clubhouse. It's like Clubhouse. And the more people in, the more it grows exponentially too. Yeah. So those in the beginning, it was, you couldn't even see anybody that had a ticket, mm-hmm. an invite. I mean, it was and like now. VIP. 
now there's, it seems like every other person that I see in certain groups that I'm in, they've got two and somebody else has two. And then when you get, when you get it to give two invites and yeah, it's, I, so it's, it's growing like crazy. I can see I like that's a good marketing strategy for the app. Cause people like to get into things that they can't people, get into. Yeah. People like exclusive. Yeah. So I could see like, that was a really good way rather than join clubhouse. It's like, no, you have to be invited to come. That's that was, interesting. That was smart. Yeah. That was an interesting marketing tactic, but anyways, clubhouse we're focusing on Instagram <laughs> and that's what we're talking about <laughs> we're today. Talking about Instagram. We're not talking about clubhouse, TikTok. We're not talking about anything, but Instagram. Cause that's where, that's where we like to stay. And that's where I like to stay. And I, and there's I'm real, very interested in it. Yes. And there's real value in sticking with one thing at a time because you can spread yourself really thin doing a lot of different things. So if you focus really well on one thing, it's going to pay off. Like those people who have started YouTube videos long ago and they're like super big now, mm-hmm. but they only focused on YouTube right. and they put all of their energy into it. Every single thing that they did, yeah, they were set out to improve, make better videos and then better editing came. And- well, I can even, I mean, it's so true. And that if that's one thing we've learned from Russell Brunson doing our coaching program, it's exactly that. It's like, don't focus on a bunch of different things. Like don't try and start five different businesses, you know, and have them all be a different topic. Not but until I can, one, the one that you're working on, when it is successful and you've meet, you've met the goal for that, then yeah. you can go on to something else, but not until then. Yeah. But I, and I can see it even just like with the podcast and Instagram. And I think that's why it's amazing that we have two of us because I focus on Instagram and you were able to focus on the podcast, Yeah, but it's like still even just those two social media platforms, it takes so much time. And it's like, you know, our goal is to grow the podcast and do all that stuff. But it, it's crazy how so much time goes into that behind the scenes. Oh, so it's yeah. like if you're focusing on now Clubhouse and now TikTok and <laughs> Pinterest. And you're trying to grow your Facebook page oh, and you're starting a group. Goodness. And They're just trying to get us to be on our phones all day. I know. All it's like that day. all damn day. I know. That sounds like, <laughs> no, maybe. And then watch next year. We're going to be like Clubhouse changed our business. No. It's like that book, Ready Player One. I, I go back to that often where we're living in the oasis. Did you and hear no, that they did a second book? I started listening to oh, it. Oh, you did? Okay. Jackie yeah. was obsessed with that. She just, yeah. she finished it already. Oh, she did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm listening to it in the evening. Yeah. yeah. I, I got it from Jackie. Yeah. She gave it to me, but it's really good. But yeah. it's kind of scary. It's, but it is because of the world and he's got a whole new device, you know, that he's working with. And I don't know, it's, it's really cool yeah. to, to read the books, but it's also a very big reality check when this kinds of these things happen and we get sucked into the next thing. And pretty soon we're all going to be walking around with haptic gloves and glasses. Uh, it's and we're going to be sitting truth. in our haptic chairs with our various devices. And we're not going to leave our house. We're not going to even leave the room we're in because we're going to be living in the world of virtual. Uh, that's scary, but it's kind of true. <laughs> we're heading that way fast. So how can we make social media a positive thing? Right? <laughs> no, but, but uh, what I really want to focus on is like, because we spend so much time on these platforms. Right. And it's like, I think you just have to figure out what your goal is for it. Like that was when I taught my Instagram class, that was like the first thing that I wanted people to like focus on. Cause it's like, what is your goal? Is it gaining clients? Because if you have 500 followers and you connect with all those 500 followers and you're friends with all of those, that's what I would say. Like imagine 500 followers in a room and you built a connection with 500 people. And, and if you, you were staring at all of those faces in one room, that's 500 people, 500 people. And then you launch a program and you've connected with all of them. And you know, they, they look up to you and they're connected with you. They're most likely going to buy whatever you have. So you might 
have 500 customers or yeah. clients right then and there. But it's like, and then look at someone else that has like 50,000 followers, but they don't have a connection with all of those people. And then they go to launch something and it's not successful on Instagram. It's like, so that's what I try and get people to see. Like I'm working with someone right now and on Instagram and I'm like, I know it's easy to focus on the numbers. And I know that's like a big goal, obviously for Instagram. Cause then you get the swipe up when you hit 10 and you get, you know, brand sponsorships and brand deals and stuff. And if that's your goal, that's awesome. But if your goal is to get clients, I wouldn't necessarily focus on the number of followers because remember, those are people. Those are actual people that follow you. So I think that's a very important thing to look at. Like when you're looking at your followers and you're like, oh, I only have, you know, 5,000 followers. Like, but if you're getting those are 5,000 people. Yeah. And if you're getting business and you're getting calls from yeah. those 5,000 people, then you are most likely, or you can be more successful than somebody who has 200,000 exactly. followers. Exactly. That's so true. But I think it's like, what do you want to do? Is your goal to gain clients? Is your goal to get brand sponsorships and do that route? Because if it is, yes, followers are going to matter for sure. If you want to but do even brand content. sponsorships, you don't need to have like 50,000 followers to get some brand sponsorships. Yeah. Right. I think like you're, you're considered like an influencer when you hit like 20,000. Mm -hmm. I think that's when they say like, you're an influencer when you have 20,000 on Instagram, but you can do a lot. Like, I think we started hearing from brands and we hit like maybe around 10, like smaller brands and doing some smaller deals. Yeah. It feels like I don't even know if it was that. I feel yeah. like we were slightly below that, like maybe 8,000. We were in that growing quick phase. So, because yeah. we did grow very quickly from yeah. three to 10, three, 3,000 to 10,000 followers in a month. Yeah. Brands were reaching like free out content, to us. content, I would say. Yeah. yeah where they and would they were, send us stuff. Yeah. Sending us product and, and we would try it out and we would share it on our mm -hmm. Instagram. Whenever I work with someone or whenever like in my coaching program, I was like, okay, what is the goal? Because for us, it's not getting clients off Instagram, you know, for like teaching them how to organize their house or something. It's more like we want to be influencers. We want to do more paid content and make revenue based on that because Instagram is so much work. And so I see it's the hard part. It's like a, It can be a full time job, yeah. like when I'm going on and I'm doing stories and stuff. But like for this client that I'm working with now, she's in personal development. My goal for you is to gain your followers. Yes. But it's also to get clients. She has almost 800 followers, 800. Like it's not That's huge, it. Yeah, but she's been able to book like six clients, like six discovery calls to be able to sell her coaching in the past, like two weeks on That's Instagram, huge people that she didn't know before. No, just new people like into her, into her following. See, I consider that a huge success. I, yeah. I think I mean, when like you look so at the awesome. ratio, there's gotta be some, if I was a mathematician, I'd be able to figure that out. But there's a ratio of what her percentage is mm -hmm. versus how many clients she has. Exactly. So I'm like, that is huge for me. So it's like, if that's your goal, that's awesome. So yeah. I just had, I think that's really important because I know numbers and especially nowadays, I mean, we get in it too. We're like, we need a hundred followers to get to 30,000, right? We're almost at the 30 K <laughs> mark. And we're like, yeah, let's do it. And we were really frustrated because we lost some ground for <laughs> yeah. months when our Instagram, Instagram account got, got hacked. hacked and then we lost ground and nothing was happening. We were in mm -hmm. the minus for a while yeah. trying to catch up with losing the algorithms. <laughs> we yeah. were losing them. <laughs> so it's easy to get into those numbers and I totally get it, but I also try and check myself. I'm like, no, those are actual people. So when I see people that have quote unquote, smaller followings, if your goal is to get clients off of it, you're set with your 500. You're set with your, you know, a thousand. If you put in the work when I'm working with clients or when I'm doing anything and we don't do this, but I teach this. And obviously it works because I just told you about my client who she's booked 
six calls in the last, you know, two Out of weeks. less than 800 followers. Exactly. So it obviously works, but if you are like an organizer that, you know, maybe you have, um, virtual organizing, that would be a really good example yeah, of how would. you could use this. If you right. wanted to get more virtual organizing clients, download Calendly. Like we talked about last week, if you didn't listen to it, go back because we talk about our 10, what was it? Our 10 essentials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So go back and find the 10 essentials, which is the episode before this one, episode 25. And we talk about Calendly. Yeah. 10 essential like apps and programs that we use every day. So download Calendly, make yourself a link. It's a free platform. So that way you have a link that you can send people when they want to book like a free discovery call with you. Because so many organizers have, you know, a 15 minute free consultation or something or a 30 minute consult. So if, and that's awesome. So that's what you want to do. You want to book more of those, right? So you can book virtual organizing or book organizing. And you can put that right in the bio. You can put that as your main link in your bio or start a link tree, which is also, you can have a free link tree account and you can start it and organize. You could have your website in there. You can have your book a free virtual consult with me Yeah, and direct people there. Yeah. Cause you can only have one link on Instagram. So link trees free, or if you're thinking about doing like online programs and stuff, DM us and we'll get you the link for ClickFunnels because you can create like a branded one. If you like ours, really awesome. yeah. Yeah, you can look at, awesome. yeah. You can look at ours. But just create a, a link on Linktree or on <laughs> Calendly. So that way people can easily book through your calendar and then it's synced to your Google calendar. Everything's synced so they can just, there's no back and forth. Like what time works for you? You know, it's like, here's my link. Please book whatever time works best for you. So my strategy for turning followers into clients is I have this pretty easy engagement and like growth strategy that I do. And I'll share it with you because it's again, to grow followers, but it's also to connect with them and turn them into paying clients. And it really helps. Yeah. Like when we grew from 3000 to 10,000 followers in a month, this is exactly what we were doing Engaging every single day and, and getting to know the people that we were, exactly. that were following us. And Oh, it takes a long time. It's, it's a lot of work, a full-time job. Like yeah. this isn't something that you're going to do five minutes and you're going to see growth. No, it's, and it was on and off throughout the day, every day. Yeah. And I was like, we had a goal. We're going to hit 10,000. We're doing it. And, well, even we were surprised because we didn't expect to grow that quickly. No, we were growing. Yeah. Like one day we had, we grew 10,000 followers in a month, like 10,000 people. And I was like, That's, it works. It works. <laughs> So, but it is all about the engagement and then it pays off in the end because if you have something, you know, you put a product out there, you put it, maybe you have a book that you've written. Yeah. Maybe you have a giveaway that you're doing and those followers will either tap into what you're doing or they'll share. A lot of people will just share because they know us and we're, we're friends now because of all that engagement, all that interaction. We support each other in the community that way. Yeah. So I think that was a really good like base for us to do like the strategy that I'll share with you early on, like we don't do it now because we grow followers, you know, pretty quickly every day. And that would be a full-time job if we did that to try and connect with everyone that's following us every day. But I think if you're smaller, um, and my goal is to eventually get back into doing this because I feel like it changed my mindset on Instagram too. Cause like I was talking about before, instead of looking at them as numbers, they're actually people. So if you have 5,000 people and you know, 5% of them, Imagine if you got to know all those people, right? So it's like, how can I get to know them? And like you were saying, build a connection with them. So they're not just a number. So they're an actual person. When they comment, they get to, you know, you can be like, thanks so much, Sarah. Like, you know who they are rather than just a random comment. It's Because it makes you look at Instagram differently rather Mm -hmm. than like, oh, I need to spend all my time for numbers and all these people. It's like, no, I know 
all these people. Like it's my community. And when you, yeah, going back to the comment, when they do comment on your posts and you know who they are, you know, their company, you know, their name, you know who they are. And then yes, you can say thank you to that individual person. And, and they just, know you. They do. Yeah. So and it's, everything is such, so much more personalized that way. Exactly. And it just makes you feel better, like spending time on your phone. Because you're friends. And these friends might be in another part of the world. They yeah. might be in the UK. They might be in Canada mm -hmm. or Australia. Yeah. But they're actual friends. Exactly. And then, like I said, it's, I'm not on my phone trying to get more numbers. I'm on my phone connecting with my community. So you it's can hard. do that very quickly when you have a hundred followers. Yeah. Do you know all of them? If not, start getting notes, start getting a note. Cause it's hard too, to compare yourself. I know you're talking about the numbers, but we start to look at those numbers of other organizers who, especially if they're growing very quickly, like maybe last month they had 3000 followers, but now they've got 10,000 followers, you know, yeah, like I'm us. sure everyone was like hating on us a little bit. Yeah. Like, we how did they that? do that? But don't compare yourself to those numbers really. Yeah. It, to us, it happened. It was kind of an experiment. We were just engaging it, but we were really trying to get to know our followers. That was our goal because we wanted to help them. Yeah. Our goal was to get to 10,000 to get the swipe up. I created this strategy and like this mind shift when we were at the gym. Remember? Oh, I do remember. We were at the gym I and I was like, I've been thinking about it. Like, how can we grow our following? And I was like, you know what I hate about Instagram is they're just numbers. What if we came up with something where instead of looking at them as another number, like when you get one new follower, that's one person. That has one a life. person in yes, <laughs> like they do. They live and breathe on yes, this planet like with it's you. It's hard to like, I feel like there's a major disconnect there. So I was like, what if we came up with a strategy where it's like, I don't care about the followers. I just care about getting to know you. And that's and when, that like, was the message you put out. Exactly. Yeah. And that's when everything changed and we grew. I'm not joking. Like it was the 13th to the 13th, you know, 7,000 followers. Yeah. So in one month's time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But our whole goal was to get to know people. So that's like a huge thing that I feel like really needs to be changed. And I constantly need to check myself on it too. And, you know, because it's easy to get looped into the numbers, especially mm -hmm. like now we're so close to getting 30,000. Know. It's like by the time this podcast comes out next week, it will be over 30,000. It will in a yeah. few days. Yeah. Or today. I don't know. <laughs> Later I was tonight. like, I just need a post, a really good post. See, it's all this. It is numbers. See but how you get caught up. But if you're a smaller following, or even if you have a larger one and you're just hating it, or you want to grow following, or you want to turn followers and paid clients, this is like my little strategy. Okay. That I do with my clients and it totally works, but you have to do it. I do it five days a week. You have to be consistent. That's the thing. Consistent with your content, consistent, consistent with the days that you post exactly. or the time of day. I don't know if it matters as much the time of day, but it needs to be every day. Yeah. Well, that's a very important thing. So why don't I share my, my strategy first? Cause I've been teasing you for a minute and then we need to go back to like those core basics that is so, so important to do every single day to like keep that following growing and also like connecting with those people on a consistent basis. Cause that's huge. Yeah. Um, so my strategy for growth and also turning followers into paid clients, I first start with searching for new clients. So it's like, if you're an organizer and you're wanting to grow your following, I would suggest going to other organizers and going to their followers and engaging with the people that they're following, because you know that they're already interested in organizing content. If you're going to someone that's like posting pictures of like sport cars, right? And you go to their following and you're engaging with them, it's going to be harder to transition that person into a follower because they're not interested in organizing content. They're interested in cars. Yeah. So you might as well go to the people that you know that they're interested in the content that you're posting. So for my client, I'm going into Young Living members. So I go to the Young Living page that has like 1.6 million followers. 
I'm mm-hmm. engaging with those followers. And I'm also going to Bob Proctor who has 1 million and I'm engaging with those followers because that's what she's posting. So I know that they're going to be interested in her. So it's, that's her genre. Exactly. So you might as well make it easy on yourself and do yeah, that. So you go to the follower, you go to another organizer and you look at who's following her and then you engage with those people. Now I always find, cause when I was doing that too, that a lot of them are private accounts but, and it seems to be more and more so their private accounts you'll find, but that doesn't mean that you can't engage with the ones that don't have private accounts that yeah. are following those people. And you get lots of engagement with them and one-on-one good, mm-hmm. clean engagement. And you can comment on their posts. Maybe they posted a picture of their new home or they just had a baby or something that you can leave a heartfelt message so that you are sincere and you can really get to know that person. Yeah. And they're so appreciative. I, I remember getting the first comment from done and done home. Mm-hmm. When I posted a picture of my grandson, I was holding him and I put it on the feed. This is before the clutter B was a really yeah, feed. I mean, it was like a feed, but yeah, this is yeah. when it was small time. And it was all like people that you knew, probably like your friends. And stuff. I think so. But they found me somehow and they commented a genuine comment. And I tell you, my heart just swelled. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, Anna Kay, if listen to our podcast or not, but if they do, I still think that was such a special highlight moment in my yeah, life. I think told them when we did an interview with them. <laughs> we did. Yeah. Yeah. How fun is that? No. Yeah, that's true. So you go to the followers and then you can kind of get however in depth you want to go with engagement, to be honest. So you're going to go through the followers, see who's following that person and click through. You have to do, pri- you have to do public accounts because privates shut down. So if you click on it and it's private, just swipe out and then just go find ones that are public. So that way you can engage with them. So there's a couple of different ways that you can engage with them. You want to grab their attention basically is what you want to do. So I normally like like three or five of their photos and then a genuine comment on one, like what you were saying. Right. And then if you want to take it a step further, which I recently started doing with my client to help build her following even quicker is you can actually send that person a DM and be like, Hey, I like relate to your post so much. Like there was one about young living and she just started her business. And I sent her a DM and I'm like, I'm so like happy that you got into young living. Like I've been in young living you know, for whatever, 13 years my client has been in. Um, I love that you just got the starter kit. Like what's your favorite oil? You know, that's like a genuine DM that like they're most likely going to respond to not like, Hey, nice post. So there's a couple of different ways. Sometimes I just go in and like a bunch of photos and get out honestly. And that will grab their attention enough in their notifications for them to go over to your page and hit the follow button. So it's all about building that, um, interest first. And then what you want to do Every single day, you want to go to your followers, your new followers, and send them a, I call it a welcome message, which is just, it's just a welcome message that we constructed. And basically it says something along the lines of, Hey, so nice to meet you. I'm Margaret and Stetson. Like, can you honestly say, you know, you know, all your followers, like we can't, and we're going to change that. Let, let us introduce ourselves. And we go into like a quick introduction and then we end with a question. It doesn't always work. Like not everyone's going to DM you back, but some of them do. But and the, some of them and do. they answer the question, especially as what's the favorite, what do you love most about being an organizer? Mm-hmm. And then that um, prompts them to engage with you. So what this is doing is one, you're getting to know each other on a personal like level, right? And two, they're more likely not going to unfollow you later because so many people like do the engagement thing and then they'll lose, you know, everyone loses followers every day. We do too. Oh yeah. We lose 30 followers, but then we gain, you know, a hundred. So it's like, everyone's losing followers. Yeah. But when you're smaller and you're trying to grow, that's such a great um, way to keep those followers around and get to know them 
is building that connection because then when they're looking at their feed and you post something, they're not going to be like, who is this? Why did mm-hmm. I follow them? They're going to actually know They're going to be like, I, she DM me. Yeah. I talked to her. I know her. She's my friend. Yeah. So that's really the goal behind it. And, and people are watching you is the thing. And especially those that are following your feed because they love your organizing content. These might be stay-at-home moms. These might be moms that are working, that have businesses at home, or they have these active careers, but and maybe that's their eye candy because they could look at your feed because they love what you put up there. And so imagine engaging with all of those people that are following you for what you put out there and they're learning from you and the tips that you share. You don't necessarily know how much you're getting out of it. So when you start engaging with them, that's when you really start to see how much they appreciate what you're doing. They can also tell you what they want to see more of. Yeah. And what that helps too is obviously, like I said, you're building that connection with them. They're not a number now. They're your friend. You know yeah. them on a first name basis. So yeah. win-win for both of you. And then that could turn into like, when I'm saying like potential client, if they're wanting, we're like, I love your organizing pictures. Like you can, you can steer it in the right direction where it's like, Hey, I'd love to do just like a quick call. Like, can I offer you like tips about organizing? If that's your goal to do virtual sessions, then you send them your calendar link and they're going to book. You don't want to like hardcore sale and be like, I will give you a discount if you book with me. You know, it's just like, here, let's chat. Let's chat about organizing. I love to book a call with you. Here's my link. And -hmm. that's where you can turn those followers into paid clients. So when you're DMing people also that helps with the algorithm, which is what you were kind of talking about, like going back to the basics Yeah. because the algorithm shows you content of what they think you're going to engage with. So it's like when you go to your Instagram and you open the app, the first stories that you see and the first photos that you see, it's not the most recent photos. It's who do you engage with most? That's the photos that you're going to see when you open your feed and the stories. Yeah. So you might notice, maybe you've never noticed, but there might be one or two organizers that you tend to like their photos more because you've seen their photos first. Mm-hmm. And now of course you're liking and maybe you've commented. So those are the stories you're going to see first. Yep. So it's the same thing with DMs. When you're DMing someone directly, Instagram's going to flag that and be like, oh, hey, she wants to see your content. So that's just going to help you not only with your follow growth, but also with getting your photos seen more because they're going to see it and they're going to interact with it. And then because of that DM, right. And then they're going to most likely see your stories because Instagram's like, Oh, Hey, they talk to her on a regular basis. I'm going to show them your, your pictures. And you take that a step further with the algorithms where people that are like that follower that are now seeing more of your posts and stories, because you're engaging with that person on the Explorer page, People that are following similar things from that follower will also be exposed to your pictures. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, that's a really key point. I mean, there's so many things like the algorithm is crazy and I feel like no one really understands it. I don't think but I feel like no matter how much the algorithm changes, that's like a bulletproof follow growth and also client growth, I feel like. No matter how it changes, you can always go back to the genuine things, grab their attention. Go back to the basics. Go back to the basics, grab their attention, do a genuine connection, DM them when they follow you, and then build that relationship. That will never be bad, no matter how the algorithm changes. It's always good. And you do get to know them. And then when they're commenting on your feed, like you said earlier, when they're commenting, you know who they are. Yeah. And that only helps your photo perform well too, because if they know you, they're going to be like, I'm going to comment on her photo because I know her. She's my friend. So I'm going to comment. And that only helps your photo perform better with the algorithm because you're getting more likes and you're getting more comments. So it all circles back to that. Yeah. 
And we have made such dear friends through Instagram, mm -hmm. women that we, that own businesses that we haven't even met in person, but we have interviewed them yeah. on our podcast. We've interviewed them in the organizers rise and in our moving summit. I mean, we are genuine friends and we look forward to visiting them when we go to New York next time, or we go to See, Texas next and time. And isn't that what it's all about? See, that's why I was like, I hated how people you know, look at Instagram where it's like, oh, I have, you know, 10,000 followers and I have this number, but, but it's not all about the numbers No, and, and trying to get your part, yes. and, but I get it because we get caught up in it. Too. We do too. And we try and we get all excited, you know, we're getting to the next 5,000, whatever, like we'll get all excited when we're getting to 40, 50,000, you know, mm -hmm. someday, but it is hard not to get caught up in it. But if you just take a step back and you think about your engagement, and how many of these people you actually know that you're interacting with, that's what feels really good. Exactly. And especially when something happened, like when you got COVID and how many DMs did we get from yeah. those people so about, you know, are you okay? People checking in and they're, because they're our friends and they care. Exactly. And we do the same for them. Somebody's had a new baby. Mm -hmm. Somebody's had a death in the family, you know, or they lost a pet or they gained a pet. You know, we interact with them and that's how you're building your friendships all over the country, all over the world. Exactly. And it starts with that genuine connection. So that's like my bulletproof engagement strategy that if you're like looking to like switch things up a little bit, I highly recommend you do it. But again, it, it takes time. Like you're not going to see that much of a result in like a week, but I notice the more you do it and the more consistent you are with it, um, you're going to be growing a lot quicker. I'm not sure how that really works, but I've noticed it with my client too, where it's like at the beginning, it was a little slower. She was getting, you know, a couple followers a day. I mean, she just started posting on Instagram, so she's pretty new, mm -hmm. but then now that we've been doing it, it's like picked up speed where she'll be like, okay, I gained 15 followers in a day. You know, it kind of picks up speed after a while. And, um, and being consistent too, uh, with stories too, is that a, because that's what she's doing. I know she's doing a story a day, which probably helps too, because people get to see her face yeah, and they get to hear her tips because she's a thought leader. And so she's sharing tips on all kinds of, you know, great stuff, like how to stay positive, positive mindset, mm -hmm. manifesting your goals. And so people are now looking forward to seeing those stories every day. Yeah. And that's a big one. Like what you were saying before, um, where it's like, you got to go back to the basics too. I think it's just so important to note because if you're doing all of this engagement, like obviously you're going to see results, like what I was just talking about. But if you're not keeping up with that, you're not going to keep those people around. You got to stay with easy. them pretty regularly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like you're doing that engagement, but you also need to be posting five days a week minimum. Well, not minimum. I would say that's a pretty good goal is five days a week doing a post and then stories every single day, because stories are where you're going to further that connection with that, with that person, right? You've mm -hmm. connected with them in a DM and normally you're not DMing every day for a month. <laughs> you're DMing like a couple of times you yeah. built that relationship and then you're like, great, mm -hmm. have a great day. Yeah. So it's just all about building that connection. Cause if you didn't post for two weeks and then you posted, they might be like, who is this? And then unfollow. But it's so important to post five days a week and post like for organizers out there, which I taught in my class, I always try and make our feed look as cohesive and as possible. I feel like it still is relevant, but it's kind of not at the same time now because I've noticed Instagram changing a little bit, but it is important. Oh, you mean to have that cohesiveness? Cohesive like it's look. not as irrelevant as it once was? Yeah, just because of how it is. But Because um, people are posting, like us, we're posting reels and we're posting yeah. links to our IGTV. Yeah, so so it's, it's changing a bit. But yeah, I think we it's don't seem to be with losing. the videos. Yeah. But it but it never hurts to have a cohesive thing because a person that's coming to your Instagram is going to make a three, a two to three second decision on if they're going to follow you or not. 
and then and they're going to be based on what they see in your feed because that's be what they're seeing first exactly. and also on the explorer page that's what they're seeing is yep. your feed they don't see your stories yeah so i think they'll see like, your your reels i think they do show reels yeah but i'm saying when they go to your but when they, when they go to your, your page, page yeah two to three seconds am i going to follow this person or not so you have to grab their attention right away with how your feed is laid out. They have to relate to it in some way or they're not going to follow. And it's become and a, harder and harder as yeah. Instagram grows and as people grow. And as an organizer, we like to suggest that you have a separate page to show your pets and mm-hmm. fun stuff that you did at, you know, random vacations or whatever versus your business page where you show your content, your organizing you work, your sh- jobs. Yeah. And if you want to show your vacations do it on your story that's a great way the stories are ideal actually because that's where people really get to see your personality and if you've been on some crazy journey somewhere you you had you know like what Stetson had her trash bag blew up you know maybe you have something like that that you want to share in a story (laughs) no but that's where you should post that content but it's it's Mm -hmm. especially especially when you're small I think when you grow to be a bigger following again, it's the number thing, what I hate, but it's also true where people are like, Oh, there's 30 people follow 30,000 people following this person. I'm going to follow them too. You know, rather than be like, Oh, this person has 800 followers. Who is this? So if you see, it's the unfortunate that's where, part. Yeah. That's the tricky part. Yeah. So, so like, again, the engagement, if you're engaging with those people, then you know that you have 800 people that know who you are. Exactly. And you know who they are. Yeah, exactly. So that mm-hmm. helps with that. But if you're wanting to, you know, grow your following a little a little quicker, a tip would be to, you know, make sure like design highlight covers and make them a little branded with your stuff. If you don't have a logo, that's fine, but go on, go Go on on, Canva, go on Canva, Mm -hmm. create some highlight covers, have five highlight covers. I always recommend. So that way it looks organized. It looks like something because Mm -hmm. then as you grow that influence, that's when you can start putting more personal content on there. And that's when you start to become an influencer. But when you're smaller, um, it's really important to grab that attention super quick. So what I recommend is like coming up with a theme and editing all your photos in the same way. And this is so true in organizing. I feel like you're in a different business. You can kind of find your own little tricks, but in organizing, we edit our photos always the same. We always edit our photos the same. They always have this green tint before it was a yellow tint when we were the clutter bee. Mm-hmm. And we edit those on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We and don't use any, ed- any crazy editor. We're fine app. with it. I love Instagram editor because we can straighten things out. Some of the crazy pictures that I've straightened out I know. when they're that at a I weird took. angle, <laughs> <laughs> but, but we love the, that the editor in Instagram. Yeah. So, and then laying them out, like I said, if you haven't listened to our episode last week, listen to it because lay them out on planally in preview, see how they're going to look before you post it. Because then when people come to your page, they're going to be like intrigued and they're gonna be like, Oh, I definitely want to follow this person in two to three seconds. It's quick. People mm-hmm. don't have time. People are so scroll heavy, so swipe heavy nowadays. So it's really got to grab their attention. Yeah. And there's some really cool ideas. You know, people do a rainbow sort of effect mm-hmm. as they're gradually changing, or they have some really good inspirational quotes and they have it in in a, in a special way. Like it, it just looks appealing Yeah. or everything is so cohesive that they're drawn to it. And they're drawn to look at all these photos. See, I feel like that's a huge one for like organizers, which I feel mm-hmm. like pays off if it's really cohesive, all your editing is the same. Cause it's a, it's a visual platform, Instagram, you know, and then that's what I was saying. It's I've heard people say it's not as relatable now. And I get it like what you're saying with the reels and IGTV now, because I think it's transitioning more to like YouTube content. Yeah, but seems like it. It's right. always going to be that same thing where you have to grab their attention right away. It's with everything. So how else can you do that? Is it going to be your bio? Right. Is it going to be the layout of your feed? You have mm-hmm. to do it in some way. So and a little tip on 
on your editing of your photos or while you're taking your photos, go for those straight photos, especially for organizers. When you're taking a picture of a closet or a pantry, get straight lines. <laughs> try not really to hard for me. <laughs> yeah, try not to take it from an angle unless it's a really good clean angle, but then make sure that the door frame you're looking through or a wall nearby is straight. So think about those straight lines when you're putting them up because that can make a huge difference in how beautiful your feed will look. And also use the editor, brighten them up, get yeah. rid of some of those shadows. That's a huge one mm -hmm. where it's like, if you don't edit your photos, uh, they can always, I say they can always look better. Even if you get a professional photo, they can always look better in always. editing. Always. Yeah. <laughs> so edit your photos. You don't have to have some crazy and you can editor. do it. No, you can do it all yourself in Instagram editor. You have yeah. everything you need in there. Mm -hmm. Even if you do slightly get one off kilter and it's not quite straight, you can straighten it out in the Instagram editor. Exactly. Yeah. And one other, like I said, we could talk about this forever, but I feel like that engagement strategy, if you're listening, let us know like what you think about it. If you try it, cause I feel like it's it yeah, let us, huge for us. Let us know if you see some growth because yeah. it's worked for us and it works for Stetson's clients that she's working with and yeah. it works for a lot of people. Um, but one other thing, and you can kind of see it on our feed, which is just where Instagram is going reels and IGTV, you know, reels are like 30 second videos. They can't be more than 30 seconds. I don't think, or it's 60 seconds, but they're quick videos. And then reels are, or IGTVs are those longer videos that you can do up to 15 minutes and post. But like I said, I think Instagram is going more towards it's like YouTube, YouTube, TikTok, mm -hmm. like doing these series. So you'll see like, that's kind of we're transitioning. And I, and I think we're having a lot of fun with it. You don't have to, but also what I wanted to say about that is Instagram's going to push whatever their new thing is. So when they first launched IDT, IGTVs, when you were doing IGTVs, they're going to show those on the discover page. They're going to show those on the Explorer page because that's what their new thing is. So they want to push that content. So you're automatically going to have a boost in your visibility. If you just for making your IG, just for making IGTV. So now that they launched reels a couple months back, that's what they're pushing now is reels. If you just want to like quick tip and growth, try to see how your reels do, because we client that has 800 followers, barely, no, she has like 750. Her reel got almost 3000 views. Oh, so what was like, her reel about? It was just a I think it was like a meditation kind of like, it wasn't oh. her face. It was kind of just like visual kind oh. of journey thing. Um, but 3000 views, she doesn't have 3000 followers. So it's like Instagram is pushing what their new thing is because they want people to jump on board with that. So it's just like a quick note. If you want like a video editor, again, go to our episode last week. Cause we talk about how we edit them, but mm -hmm. that's just a quick thing where it's like, unfortunately you kind of got to keep up with the times. You don't have to, you can still grow the organic way. Like what I was just talking about through real engagement and getting to know your followers, mm -hmm. but that's how it is nowadays. Is and if you want to grow a little, or it'd be worth the experiment to see if you grow a little bit faster by doing some reels. Yeah, just and as an them. organizer, you can have reels of something short that, you know, your junk drawer that you just organized, yeah. or we did one recently with our moving apron. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just experiment with it and see, and, and I think it makes Instagram a little bit more fun in that way too. Like we've been doing longer videos um, IGTV videos to get people to know us a little better, which I think is, it makes us look like Instagram in a different way too. Cause again, it's connecting with people. It's, this is who we are rather than just posting, moving, you know, pictures or organizing photos. So I kind right. of like that where it's yeah. another way that we can connect with people, 
um, aside from our stories, but that's just another way that you can grow quickly. It's just kind of keeping up with the times, but if you want to just not do that and just grow organically, you can still grow organically and knowing that the people that you are engaging with are going to be people that will stick with you because they'll get to know you and they'll become your friends. And then last note, and then whenever you you've connected with those people, say you have 500 followers, you connected with every single one. They know you, they call you your friend, even though you're across the world. Yeah. Then you launch something and you launch an event or you do a, or a virtual session a virtual or session. a webinar or something. You better know that they are going to be the first one to sign up. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. So that's how you're able to turn your followers into paying clients. Thanks for listening to the One Crazy Journey podcast, where we have a brand new episode every Monday. Like what you hear? Then subscribe so you never miss a show. And while you're at it, why not hop over to our Instagram at everything.nb and follow us there so you can keep up with our stories. And on a side note, we often make references in our episodes about the programs, books, and apps, and other tools that we love. If you would like to know what these tools are, then take a look at the show notes for this episode and find the link to our free resource guide. Well, that's it for today. So you can listen to us next time on the One Crazy Journey podcast. And if you use your imagination, you can see us too.